This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to support our show. The Battlefront Podcast is also brought to you by Star Wars Uplink, Tiny Sheep Entertainment's new podcast hosted by Sage Goodwin and Jared Bilby, covering everything Star Wars gaming, past, present, and future. Search Star Wars Uplink on your favorite podcast app and look for the tie-dye. Activate your personal shield and get your trait to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 86 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. This week I'm joined by Star Wars Game Outpost writer Jared Bilby to talk about the Star Wars Battlefront 2 gameplay announcements, what to expect, our EA plans, and go over our final thoughts before EA play begins. Let's get started. Okay, we're going to start off with the news. Recently, the Twitter account just posted, uh, EA Star Wars Twitter account, tweeted out a link to a post that they did on uh, EA.com. First gameplay live stream is coming June 10th. Star Wars Battlefront 2, The Assault on Theed begins. And actually, last episode, we were speculating, or yeah, last episode, we were speculating on the ground assault prepare for the ground assault and they did incorporate the name assault in uh, i guess the game mode uh what do you think about that yeah i mean i'm not really sure what like i mean i don't know if assault is the name of the mode or because i mean right now they're just calling it assault on feed yeah so i'm not sure if the if assault is the is the mode and so there's going to be like assault on hoth and that's going to be like walker assault and then you know maybe they could have like assault on star color base so i mean i don't know yet if the game mode is actually called assault because they haven't actually it hasn't actually been uh clear because i believe the actual post says it's a will feature a live stream of 40 player gameplay set during the assault on feed so that seems more like a uh, battle that takes place on naboo um i mean it could be its name it could be the mode's name, but I don't think they've actually like m- mentioned that the game mode is called Assault. The gameplay reveal is going to be showcasing this battle that's called Assault on Theed, or it may be the the map name. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I like I like Theed. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to play in Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely one thing that was kind of lacking in the last game was uh, urban warfare. Yes, so it'll be neat to see that in feed the closest we got was uh bespin and that was fun but i want to be like there's a building to my right building to my left and there are stormtroopers or clones or whatever right in front of me and i have to figure out how to get past them Mm -hmm. so that's gonna be fun i hope they implement some kind of grappling hook because that would just be a straight callback to the phantom menace oh it certainly would and it would offer a another way of uh going vertic- vertical movement um, without a jump pack. Yeah, because uh, some, for some reason people don't like the jump pack. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think there's an issue with the jump pack. It's just the fact that it's so universal. Everyone uses it. Um, that it's, it's such a common thing. Like it, And so what it does is it takes up a spot yeah. for you. And so it's basically like on those bigger maps, you almost have to use the jump pack. And so... Or else you can't get to the objectives quicker. And so it's more just, I think that people get frustrated with the fact that, you know, so many people use it. And you have to use it to actually complete and compete. Yep. 
Okay, so the post is uh, Sleek N1 fighter, Starfighters and Vulture Droids scream overhead, spewing light and fire. Nimble ATRT walkers race around corners, pursued by roaring AATs. Agile clone jump troopers hop from rooftop to rooftop while rampaging B2 super battle droids level everything in their path. Armies of clones and droids sprint across, cover their blazing weapons shattering the tranquility of the once peaceful capital of Naboo. And at the center of the swirling melee, the lightsabers and Darth Maul... The lightsabers and Darth Maul and Rey cut swaths through the ranks of the battling troopers. So they're like, okay, Darth Maul versus Rey on Theed. Mm -hmm. That's going to be fun and i like how they're saying okay you will be able to play darth maul versus ray and like all of these different characters cross eras so i like i like the sound of that yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see uh where they go uh for the final release and how they nail that all down because i mean since this post came out uh it's definitely been a very uh a very uh interesting topic of discussion throughout the community um, about how the game should implement cross-era heroes. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know... I mean, obviously, this this time around, they're going to have the big, the big mode um, featuring, you know, cross-era heroes, but it'll be interesting to see if, if they decide to maybe... Uh, you know, there's several other ways they could go about it or several ways, you know, maybe they could somehow fix it. And again, we don't... We don't really know much at this point um, how it's all going to work anyways. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes with EA Play and then how the community generally responds to that going forward. And then if they maybe, you know, change stuff around. And as uh, Matthew Everett said, there will be um, so much news or whatever. (laughs) Uh, He was responding Mm -hmm. to a fan and they're like, uh, can you help us with this drought of news? And it's like, EA Play is coming. We're bringing the news. The post continues. Prepare for the assault on Theed on June 10th at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Darth Maul and other cross-era heroes enter the battlefield in a massive multiplayer livestream gameplay event you won't want to miss. I think that's uh, mentioning the uh, the EA Star Wars sweepstakes. Yeah, the, I, I would guess that's what they're referencing there. At EA Play, you'll be able to watch... The first ever live gameplay reveal of Star Wars Battlefront 2, featuring live stream of 40-player gameplay set during the assault on Theed. One of the new multiplayer battles from the prequel trilogy, clone troopers will mount a desperate defense against the invading forces of the Separatist battle droids. Can Republic forces stop the relentless crawl of the massive multi-troop transport as it lumbers, lumbers toward the palace doors? So seems like they're doing a walker assault yeah i mean based on what they've outlined it definitely feels like it's going to be the their their new version of walker assault so i mean like i mentioned before like i could definitely see the same exact mode being transferred over to assault on hoth perhaps or assault on starkiller base or you know you could reverse uh the separatists and the clones and have instead of a MTT, you have the uh, ATTEs um, on some other planet that is maybe, uh, you know, that is maybe separatist controlled. Um, Felucia? Yeah, Felucia or, yeah, or Geonosis or something. 
Yeah, I think that I think that this is a mode that will probably hearken to some degree to Walker Assault based on the clues we have now. Um, obviously, I assume there might be some ways that they might, you know, mix things up and make it more unique. Um, but I, I couldn't really guess what those are at this point. How do you, how do you feel about them? What is it? A week or a, a little over a week until EA Play begins? Um, how do you feel about them releasing this? Do you do you like that they're releasing this as hey, this is what's going to happen, or would you rather had it as a huge surprise? Um, I mean, I I really appreciate that they released this now. Um, yeah. I mean, one, because it gave me something to write about <laughs> um, and maybe give me some stuff to speculate on over the weekend. Um, so, I mean, and also I just like knowing things. So I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that, you know, I mean, for me, it's there. Whatever they showed off at EA Play isn't really like a huge surprise. Um, so it's just all about learning about the game. And this isn't really like. Like if they if they you know spoiled the game's campaign or something, you know I might be kind of upset with that. But when it's stuff like this where we're just learning about the game and learning what we're going to experience at EA Play, I don't have an issue with that because it's not it's not spoiling really a story point, yeah, so to speak. It's just some information that I think a lot of people obviously are excited about um, and. You know, it, it adds some extra hype to EA Play because it gets people talking about EA Play now. Because for the past, you know, several weeks, um, it's been pretty quiet on the news front for uh, Battlefront fans. And EA Play has been a a huge event for everyone to speculate upon because it is. Um, until this post, it was clouded in mystery by the dark side, <laughs> um, but. Mm-hmm. I, I like how they're going ahead and going, okay, so we know what you want to see. We know that you want to see Clone Wars. That's what you're going to get. We know that you want to see um, Super Battle Droids. Like, they mentioned Super Battle Droids. They mentioned uh, vehicles. That's what That's been a big topic for a lot of the community is how they're going to implement he- uh, vehicles, which ones that they want to see. Um, and then they've got the Starfighters and the Vulture Droids. I really hope that you can fly the vulture droids. Um, I always thought they were really cool. How they're a droid and also a, a, a starship. Continuing the post, going hands-on before the EA Play doors open, will be a mix of your favorite Star Wars Battlefront 2 game changers, YouTube stars, Twitch streamers, and more. From Jack Frags to Darkness429, we are bringing some of the biggest names in gaming together to fight it out on the streets of Theed. They'll be... They'll be forming two teams of 20 led by Stone Mountain 64 and Neebs Gaming to play the game in front of the world for the first time. No pressure, right? Oh, and we're saving a, you a seat to jump on Twitter and tell at EA Star Wars why you love the Star, why you love to play Star Wars games, and you might win a chance to fly out to EA Play and join the Assault on Theed livestream. Make sure to include the hashtag EA Star Wars sweepstakes hashtag in your tweet. Seriously, see the f- official rules below. I'm excited. Uh, we will not have. Uh, since we are camping out, we will not have internet. Um, so, I'm hoping we'll be a w- we'll find a way to actually go find some internet to watch the live stream.
Mm-hmm. I think the live stream will be uh, definitely pretty neat. I think they did uh, a similar thing last year with Battlefield One, um, and so it'll give a you know it'll probably be I assume about an hour long or so maybe. Yeah, and uh, it'll give a nice long look at the game and um, should hopefully answer a lot of people's questions. I assume, anyways. Yeah, I hope they show classes because that's one of the biggest uh, classes and customization uh, customizations because that's one of the the biggest questions I have is how that will all work. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I love how they're going for classes. I think that's an interesting uh, way to take it and is uh, I think it's a great callback to the original Battlefronts. Yeah, I mean, that's also a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty big staple of just shooter games in general. Yeah. And so I think that it was, uh, it was a pretty good decision. I mean, of course we have to see how exactly they implement classes. Um, but I think that it will hopefully encourage a bit more strategy and maybe a bit more teamwork compared to the first one. Cause the first game basically there was, star card loadouts that were generally better than you know others loadouts and so there wasn't really much strategy i mean basically you know you you have a back to bomb and a jump pack and a shield and whatnot and you hop around and you get hit once and you pop the shield and then if you're hurt you you know throw down the back to bomb and so there's just not there wasn't really much there wasn't as much depth as there could have been because there's you know certain loadouts that are always going to beat other loadouts and so hopefully with the class-based system, it creates greater strategy because um, you have to decide, okay, you know, maybe I want to play as a heavy trooper because, you know, we're getting attacked at this front or, you know, maybe I'm going to want to play more of like a support role or something. So I think it'll be uh, interesting to see how that goes. And hopefully it's it adds a bit of depth to the game and, you know, depth both while you're playing the actual match and then also depth in terms of progression and whatnot yeah i hope that you'll be able to change your class when you die because that's one of my biggest gripes of battlefront was i could not change my star card hand while Mm -hmm. the game was going everything i I would forget because we're sharing the same playstation the same account i would go on there and find sam's hand that he likes to use and i'm not very good at and the custom, then I'd forget to customize it, go in there, and I'd be in a hand uh, with a hand that I don't uh, fully understand to it, the the fullest extent. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope that you'll be able to change it, uh, like in Battlefront Two Pandemic. Another thing that I hope doesn't cause people to be disappointed is the name being shared with the previous Battlefront, because that was a big gripe when Battlefront first was first announced was. Is this going to be the long-awaited sequel to Pandemic Star Wars game? Is this going to be Battlefront 3? Um, it was not. They tried something new. Um, and I overall really enjoyed what they tried new. I think it added in a lot of ways that Star Wars Battlefront by Pandemic was lacking. But it also left out a lot of features that the community really wanted, such as classes, uh, multi-era play. Um, so that's... That's going to be tricky for EA to handle because obviously they're sharing a name with a well-beloved series and a well-beloved game. So that's mm. that's going to be something to look out for. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that mostly the name Battlefront 2 
the reaction of that, I think, has kind of slowed down now because we've already known the name for month, two months now. So I think most people are over it, hopefully. You know, every now and then I see people making fun of it. But, I mean, ultimately for me, it comes down to the gameplay. And as long as it's a fun game, it doesn't really matter what it's named. Yes. Um, because, I mean, you know, ultimately it's it's what's it's what's you know in between the pages it's not the cover for me at least um i mean i guess for some people it might be you know they might be a little frustrated that they're reusing a name or whatnot but i mean it's not a big deal for me i've been listening to uh, several podcasts that have been covering uh, star wars battlefront 2 and I've seen a lot of different views from uh, going towards Battlefront 2 is uh, is it going to be a, the, a, the casual game again? I loved Battlefront 2015 because that was one of the first shooters I had played in years and because uh, we were uh, from Nintendo so we don't have uh, Nintendo doesn't usually get shooters unless you count Splatoon which is a very fun game but I loved how I could just get in there, I could understand what was going on after not playing for years, and being, wow, they have thought this through, anyone, like, a lot of our listeners are 1977 Star Wars fans, they watched the movies in the theaters when it came out, and now they're growing, grown up, they have kids of their own, and they want to share the experience with their kids, so they can go in there, play split-screen co-op or whatever, and they can get into this game that both of them usually don't have much experience with. Um, DJ Royski, shout out to him. He started off, he's mostly a sports gamer. St- and then he went to Star Wars Battlefront 2 and was able to pick it up after being away from shooters for a long time. So I, I hope that they balance the depth with the accessibility of the game. Yeah, for me, it's... I, I personally did enjoy the first EA's first Battlefront. But for me, I would have to say that I do hope that there is, on the multiplayer side of things, I do hope that there is a little bit more depth. You know, classes will offer that. Yes. Um, they're doing some stuff with aiming down sights and whatnot, and hopefully there's a bit more strategy involved, while also uh, keeping it accessible to people. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, they can maybe make, the multiplayer side of things more in depth and then hopefully uh the offline portions the campaign can really satisfy that star wars itch for the fans that maybe don't really want to go online and compete um and i think that hopefully that is what will sell those type of fans on this game and then also they can uh draw in the fans that maybe do enjoy the more uh more in-depth games like the Battlefield franchise. Because, um, I I mean, this was definitely a game that for a lot of people, they played 20 hours maybe and then never picked it up again. And so ideally, this will be a game that will offer that depth that will keep bringing people back, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line. Yeah, I like the your idea where they have the multiplayer, where it's, in-depth, still accessible, while they have the the offline, while where uh, they have the offline where everything is 
I wouldn't say easier, but toned down to where you can get a start in everything. So um, I'm hoping they bring back a skirmish-like game mode to where you have the the multiplayer game modes, but available offline and uh, offer the same kinds of customizations instead of like uh, with what we got which is they pick the hands for you and then you go out there. You don't really have much control or customization. Um, so you can actually get a hold of all of the different uh, techniques and strategies that there will be in the second game. They've kind of alluded to uh, Skirmish because they have mentioned there is that uh, offline portion that you'll be able to uh, progress and you know unlock items that you can then take online. They haven't actually officially said anything that skirmishes in there, but they have kind of alluded to that. And I think that would be really go a long way if they make this a robust offline multiplayer. I think it would go a long way. In, uh, you know, maybe drawing in those fans that, that don't really want to compete against people online. They could set the, the offline multiplayer to easy and then mow down a bunch of bots yeah. while they're playing as dark mall or something i don't i don't think that they would allow the crossover of weapons being unlocked on uh, offline and then being able to play them online i think that would just it's like well they on their uh on the main page they mention let me see where it is uh on in they mentioned specifically split screen co-op. Yeah. But uh, they say two player offline split screen play, earn rewards, customize troopers and heroes, and then take your skills and upgrades to the online battlefield. And then um, on the origin store, which is the PC store, they, they mentioned that you can practice offline and upgrade your uh, characters and take them online. So there will be some sort of offline thing that you'll be able to upgrade um, items and whatnot. And I assume it's going to be something like skirmish. So they've already kind of, they've already kind of alluded that, that whatever this offline thing is, you're going to be able to uh, unlock items and take them online. So, I mean, ideally if they do that, they'll keep it so that, so that the offline is perhaps uh, maybe it's a little bit, it's a bit slower to unlock items or whatnot, but I mean, I don't have a huge issue with it because again, like if you're a person who say enjoys playing the game offline and you're never going to play the game online, um, I don't see an issue with them, you know, on still being able to unlock items and whatnot. How did you feel about the, the system where you have to reach certain XP and then you rank up? You mean like uh, like the leveling system, just where you have XP and then you gain levels? Yeah. I, I wasn't a, a huge fan of that uh, because mm-hmm. like one, once you hit the, the, the top ranking, all you were aiming for was the... And it was mostly skins. Like Once you reach a, reach a certain level, it's like, boom, you can unlock pretty much everything in the game and it's not like something huge to go after i would like more uh, robust upgrade system to where as you rank up the more ranks that you have usually means the better you are Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i mean they could have something that's endless yeah instead of having a max rank um 
they could also have different ranking systems for each class or for each hero or whatnot. Um, and that will make it, you know, a lot more robust than just one singular ranking system to unlock everything. Um, but I could see them, you know, doing something where like you rank up your heavy class and then you go and you rank up your specialist class. Um, I believe that's how like Battlefield does it. Yeah, I think um, so. And I, I like that to where like you can say if you are only going to play this this certain class, you can upgrade it to how you want it with the ranking. And then say if you want to move over, you can start training that one. It also gives it uh, the game more life because instead of just a single reach rank 100, uh, you can like kind of like what destiny does where you can add points to this character and start upgrading that and then if you want to switch over you can start upgrading to that other character mm-hmm. i think something like that i mean it's gonna you know i i mean again i mean you know i mean it just comes down to you know i just want something robust and something that's gonna keep me coming back and you know i mean the way the ranking system worked in the previous game is it was just a method to unlock certain skins and so it was very simplistic and it just it didn't have very much depth to it yeah um and so again i just ultimately i hope that whatever battlefront 2 has it it is more robust and you know is more engaging i i I have high hopes for that too because what from what i've seen is like i am every single time i think about it i am blown away they have three developers working on one game i'm just like man that is that is dedication to try and make this game good Mm -hmm. yeah i think so i think it will definitely i mean everything that i've heard from it it's definitely going to be a much improved game over the last one and i'm definitely excited for it Okay, now let's go over uh, what we're excited about through the news that we got. Mostly, I'm excited about the Clone Wars. That is something that I enjoyed in Battlefront 2 by Pandemic. I liked all of the, the different maps that you can go through in that because whether you like the prequels or don't, I enjoy them, except for two. They they brought so much to the Star Wars universe and expanded in so many different ways. Like, you have the original trilogy, how they were... It, with Battlefront 2015, they were struggling to add villains that we knew other than bounty hunters. But in the prequels, you can add... There are probably like 50 different lightsaber wielders in the prequels alone, just because that was the height of the Jedi Empire or the Jedi Council... And then you have the the evil guys that you've got. You could be the Emperor, the Senate. I am the Senate. Um, you can be Darth Maul. You can be Angry Anakin. You can be uh, General Grievous, which I would love to see in Battlefront 2. That's one of my biggest hopes for the, hero, the villain side. Mm-hmm. They have all of these different worlds to explore in the prequels that's going to be... It's not going to be like, what are we going to bring? It's And people are going to be disappointed or angry about which ones they use. It's about what they leave out. Uh, because they're just, there's so much good content in the prequels. Uh, what about what about you? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely uh, very excited about the prequels. Um, and I mean, I mean, just overall, it's going to be exciting to see, 
uh, the clone troopers in the frostbite engine because I yes. think that's something a lot of people want to see. Um, and I mean, I for EA specific, EA play specifically, I'm definitely really excited to see the N1 starfighters. Um, I mean, I personally wasn't a huge fan of Phantom Menace, but there are definitely some really cool stuff about the that movie, and uh, the Naboo starfighters definitely one of those. Um, I remember I had like a, you know, what those in Lego form, and then there was the, yes. the Starfighter video game, and so it's definitely being able to. Hopefully, we'll be able to fly those. Um, I assume we will be able to, and so it's going to be really cool to to be able to play as those uh, above Theed. Uh, it should be it should be a fun experience. I hope. Yeah, the vehicles is another thing I'm really excited for. Now, now let's go on to our EA Play game plan. Um, so, it will be uh, we're go- we're taking a road trip with my dad. Uh, it'll be me, Sam, and him. Uh, we're gonna go straight into the game, uh, the gate. I'm gonna go try and find the developers, start asking questions, and then they're going to uh, wait in line for Star Wars Battlefront Two, which is going to be uh, really awesome. And we're going to trying to try to get a, as much a feel of Battlefront 2 as we can and then go back and record a podcast on what we've experienced. Uh, what about you? Um, I mean, I don't have very much of a schedule right now. Um, I'm flying down on uh, Friday and then leaving Sunday. So I assume I'll be there on, uh, on Saturday um, at the venue. Um but I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten like a schedule of what, what, what's going on and whatnot. Um, I assume I'll be going to the, the presentation Saturday, which starts at noon, yeah, uh, Pacific. So I assume I'll do that, and then hopefully I'll get to play Battlefront at some point on Saturday, because um, that's definitely one of the big highlights of being able to go down there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have like a, a hard schedule yet. Yeah, I've I've got a tentative schedule. I'm trying to try and get everything planned out as best as we can. But I know right when we get in there, we'll be like, "Whoa!" Um, eventually, I'm going to try and make my way to the was it the Creator's Cave or the Creator's Cove? I think it's the Creator's Cave. Okay. Um, try and uh, make it there and interview you and all of the uh, different creators that they've brought out to Star Wars Battlefront Two and get the thoughts of everything. Um, because that, that's one of the things I'm most excited for is interview the developers, play Battlefront 2, and talk to the people that I interact with on the internet. That's just going to be just so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a fun time meeting up with people. And uh, I mean, hopefully I'll get to see some people that I uh, met up with at uh, Star Wars Celebration. And you know, I'll meet up with you guys, hopefully, and uh, hopefully see some other new faces, too. So now let's go over some of the tweets that uh, we received because I tweeted on Twitter right before we started. Uh, I'm about to have Star Wars Game Outpost on the podcast. Do you have anything you would like us to cover? Uh, Owen Yard replied, Obviously the cross-hero play discussion and what type of character customization we could get. Hero, uh, We've mentioned this... Uh, we, we went over this earlier when we were talking about the the news, but... What type of hero customizations would you like to see? Well, there there's so many different options. And I mean, it. hopefully the way it works is, you know, it's like a new skin or whatever. And 
hopefully each character has a couple and it'll be interesting to see you know what road what road they go down for like some heroes like uh you know like boba fett maybe all of his customization is his uh his uh cape is just a different color because i believe his capes were different colors in uh in episode five versus episode six, yeah. Um, so you know they could have one a uh, one skin where it's his brown cape, and then the other skin where it's his uh, greener cape. I want to say it is. Um, and then you know you could have a, you could have you know you could have a farm boy Luke. Skin <laughs> and uh, but I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Um, you know a Jedi Luke skin, and then. I mean, even it would be, it'd also be cool to have kind of, you know, the old Luke skin as well. So, I mean, there, there's so many ways uh, we could see heroes customized. Um, I was I was listening to, I believe it was Podcast Beyond, IGN's podcast about PlayStation, and they were talking about uh, what they would like to see through the, uh, kind of touched on the customization, and uh, it was either Max Scoville or Brian Altano, uh, they were going over how they would like to see like you start off base if you do have upgradable heroes as farm boy luke and then as you upgrade certain weapons and choose specific styles of uh, gameplay you go to um, fighter squad uh, fighter uh, pilot luke and then finally you have the jedi knight luke mm-hmm. which which would be a cool customization and kind of get to where like with original Battlefront, you say, "Oh, that guy's rank fifty because he's got the Shadow Trooper," or "That guy's rank one hundred because they've got the the Shore Trooper." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that would be that would definitely be an interesting way of doing it. I mean, personally, the way I would guess that they'll do it is uh, they might have like loot boxes where you unlock either a, an entire skin or you unlock like part of a skin. And you maybe get a new loot box every level you progress or whatever. Um, I don't know. And so it'll randomly show up. I mean, that's how I would. That's how I guess it's going to work. I have no idea though, and I don't. I don't really know what what is the best way of doing it. But I could see them doing some sort of uh, crate system. Yeah. Where uh, the skins are kind of randomized. I would like that. And so the the more you play it, the more likely you're going to be able to lock all the skins kind of like how overwatch does with the, the loot packs and that would also uh, help them because they've said kind of back and forth on the, the the season pass but that would help them to move away from that and say okay we have a, a sustainable option through dlc and crates um, instead of splitting up the community over that you can sp- use it to where you don't split the community but um, if you buy loot boxes or whatever earn them with your credits uh, you mm-hmm. get different skins or parts of skins because I like, I like how in uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare where you got the little seed packets and then you, uh, you could buy them using the the credits you uh, unlocked or bought, and then you got different skins uh, depending on which ones you uh, bought. So you can have like yep. the gold, the gold pack, the bronze pack, the platinum pack, or whatever. So that that could be cool. Yeah, and then they could also have uh, special events. So, you know, they could have a May 4th event that lasts, you know, maybe all of May or something or maybe a week in May. And 
they have a special Luke skin that you'll only be able to unlock during that time span. So you'll need to play, you know, a lot of Battlefront. Yes. Over that time. And I think that would make things exciting. I would I would love to see that. And I liked how um what was it? Uh, February was it that they did the uh, the the skin unlock for Han and mm-hmm. uh, Luke, I believe. That that was just so much fun to have. Like they should definitely if they do it that again for Battlefront 2 have the the hours played higher uh because it was like a day that they reached that or something like that but it was like this crazy amount of time uh everyone played this i believe it was like a million hours as heroes or something like that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess i mean my issue with that is that we don't actually know um like it's easy to you know we don't actually know how many hours people played as heroes or whatnot yeah so, I mean, if they were to do events, I would prefer it to be something more that, like, you unlock yourself rather than, like, the community. I mean, I don't know how how to best do community events, but it can be kind of sketchy, to, or not sketchy, but it can be kind of iffy to have, like, oh, the community needs to, you know, play X number of hours or whatnot just because, uh, you know, you don't really, like... There's there there wasn't really like a progress chart like yeah. they would kind of update on social media like how far along they were and whatnot but it wasn't there wasn't like unless they had like a chart somewhere that you could actually watch the numbers rise but yeah I would I would much prefer them to be per person because that whole time I was like man because we had a we had like a weekend where we were just playing nonstop and then um, after we got that it was like come on come everybody else please please play more time than we put in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I hope it's per person like Overwatch does at the weekend. You get certain skins if you play at that certain day. Um, I think that would be a fun way to implement the community and everything because for multiplayer games and everything that involves an audience, you need to engage that audience in as many ways as you can. Yep, exactly. It was like um, before... Before the Scarif DLC came out, every, the whole community was like, what is going on? We don't have any news. Are, are they even listening? So as the community didn't get the feedback that it had before with the, the Death Star DLC, it started freaking out about what's going on right now. So you need that communication between the, the creators and the people that play the game. Oh, for sure. I think that one area that Battlefront 2 can definitely improve upon is dev to player feedback or dev to player communication because there were definitely uh, pockets of time where that was lacking in the last game and so I think that really needs to change for when Battlefront 2 releases. Hopefully there's going to be a more consistent line of communication between uh, EA and the player base Yeah, Um, because that's how you build trust and that's how you build a better community. And I hope that they don't do what they did with Battlefront and then Titanfall, where they had Matthew Everett as the community uh, community manager for both, because that it is a, it is a lot of work to manage a single community, let alone two. So I would like to see them have maybe multiple people to where, uh, hey, if this person is kind of busy right now, they can go to this person. And then um, another thing I would like to see is like 
put faces behind the EA Star Wars Twitter account because like they responded to us a while ago and I was like I wonder I wonder if this is like an actual person or a computer because a lot of uh, certain ones would be like this is definitely a person some other ones were like I'm not really sure about that I think they mostly reply off of uh, stock answers they have like answers that they're supposed to give out to certain questions yeah so there's probably a person who is uh who is publishing those tweets, but they're all of those replies are they have a list of answers that they have to, that they put out. I love the Battlefront community. That's like this community is just so awesome. Uh, we were able to speak with our listeners and therefore like speak with the, the people that create content and then the developers of the game. Like th- I love the Battlefront community. Um, I hope that it improves in the future and we get more communication between uh, the fans of the game and then the people who make it and run the decisions and everything. And I hope that because just because it's Star Wars that we can get some of that. Uh, I still believe that one of the biggest reasons that uh, with the the Rogue One DLC that we didn't get much com- uh, communication was because it was based on a a movie that wasn't come uh, that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, I mean that that could be uh, very much true. I'm kind of um, wary about the the Last Jedi content that will be coming. Um, I, I, at least I think it will be coming. We've already got the the skins and everything, the modifiers and whatever, for uh, Ray and Kylo Ren. So I hope that they have a future DLC and that they kind of communicate a little more on what that will actually entail without giving spoilers, which is the hardest part because, like, around Star Wars time, I mute a bunch of the people that I follow on Twitter so I don't get spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my hope for the last Jedi content with Battlefront 2 is that it that they maybe release DLC around it maybe in January or February of next year. Um and maybe they could do skins or whatnot cuz I mean they do have the pre-order skins, but maybe they could do some sort of skins during December that wouldn't really spoil anything for the movie itself. Yes. But I think that, you know, like a like a map pack or new characters from the movie, hopefully that those maybe will come in February or January or something. So it's not it's not something that we already know about. Yeah. Before the movie. comes out. It's like um, I was it's funny. I was kind of wary of the uh, the Battle of Jakku because it was set in Jakku and we were explaining the story, which I love that, how we were getting to figure out a little bit, wasn't much spoiler of the the, uh, the Force Awakens. So I hope, like you said, that they have skins because you can't really spoil much with the skin unless it's like super big detail like uh, Kylo Ren's hands cut off or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then... Um, have the maps later after the movie actually releases. And kind of prediction for the Last Jedi: someone will lose a limb somehow. Yeah, it's probably it's probably gonna happen. Star Wars Star Wars has taught us that every, in every movie someone loses a limb. <laughs> yeah. Closing out the episode, we have a question of the week. What do you want us to ask the developers at EA Play? What the community wants to know from the developers, and we also have another tweet 
but this is going to be a bigger topic than we can fit in this episode, which is the top 10 worlds we would like to see in Battlefront 2 um, and words, uh, worlds that did not appear in the version 1. Um, so that's going to be a big topic in the future, after most likely after EA Play, since I don't have a way to edit the, the podcast uh, while we're there, so we will be flooding the internet with as much content as we can afterwards. It was great having you on. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's all for this episode. You can review us on iTunes to enter our giveaway of Star Wars Battlefront 2 Standard Edition. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast. You can find Jared at SW Game Outpost. Suggest topics and leave feedback through our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can support us monthly on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. Always. Always.